Welcome back to On the Record. I'm Sheila Cast. Here's a stoop story from Allison Brown about the trials and tribulations of unrequited love. Well, the theme of my life um, seems to be unrequited love. And as far as themes go, that's not really the best one to have. Um, it all started when I was 15 years old, and I think I've just, you know, been cursed since that moment. Um, I went to an all-girls high school. I wore the little pleated skirt, the little uniform. I was a very good Christian conservative girl. And the only place I had to meet boys I wasn't allowed to date or anything was at church. Um, so one night I was at Bible study, and I met the man that I knew I would one day marry. His, his name was Cody, and he was a junior and I was a sophomore and I just fell head over heels in love with him the first moment I saw him probably because he was like the first guy I ever saw Um, but I was just like this is going to be it and I planned our entire lives together based on that one hour of Bible study time and um, he had a truck and he could drive his green Ford truck and I just wanted to drive you know sit in that truck next to him and be with him forever and anyway um, so I was in love And I told everyone, and all I ever talked about was how much I was in love with him, and it was a good time. And one night I was studying for a Latin exam, and the phone rings, and my mom answers it, and she's like, Allison, it's for you. And I was like, okay. And I go down and I answer the phone, and it's Cody on the phone. And I'm really excited because boys never call me except for one time in the fourth grade when Dave Nabel forgot his spelling words. Um, So this is a big deal to me. And I was like, how are you? And he was like, hi, I'm fine. And I was like, oh my God, this is it. This is the moment, you know? And he was asking what I was doing, and I said, Oh, I'm studying for this Latin test, and I was like, I'm really nervous, you know, I'm a little hysterical about things, and he's like, calm down, it'll be fine, so it was like this two-second conversation, I got off the phone, and I was like, oh my god, I can't believe you called, I can't believe you called, it's, it's all coming true, it's all happening, and I'm in mid-leap when I remember, my mom's a little crazy, yeah, and I, I start to think about it, and I look at her, and, and she's got this little reaction on her face, and I said, mother, did you call Cody on the phone and have him call me, because I was freaking out about this test? Well, yes, I thought I was doing the right thing, so I just thought that was a really good thing to do. And, like, what in the world? And not only did she not just, like, go to the directory and look him up, she called, and he has a very common last name, which I will not disclose. Um, she looked up everyone in the phone book and just started calling random people with this last name until she found him. Okay, so she gets him right, whatever. Okay, so we become sort of friends, and, you know, one night um, at church, you know how Jesus watched the disciples' feet, and that's a really key moment, and so um, we were going to have our feet washed by someone else, like, to symbolize this really holy act, and Cody was washing my feet, and I was not thinking of my Lord and Savior at that moment. Um, I was just falling more in love, so, you know, in the Bible, you know, um, when Ruth uncovered Boaz's feet, feet was, you know... um, doesn't really mean feet. Anyway, whatever. So moving on, um, I fall in love with him. And the thing is, I'm already in love with him. There's this girl, Erin, and she is making a play for my man. I can tell. And the thing that's really horrible is that she's amazing. She's this good Christian girl, and like, I'm National Merit Commended, but she's a semifinalist, you know. And... <laughs> She's pretty and, like, petite and cute. And so one day in the summer, we all go out um, in Cody's truck, and I'm riding in the truck, but not next to Cody because Erin's in the middle because she's cute and petite, and I'm not a large person, but I'm not cute and fun. You know, we all get ice cream, and Erin is licking the ice cream, like, ever so delicately, and I, like, chomp ice cream when I eat it, so I'm, like, not feeling attractive about myself. So anyway, at long last, the inevitable happens, and they start dating. I am devastated. I cannot believe this has happened. I don't understand this man. I mean, like, he was supposed to love me. So anyway, he's a year older. He's going to um, West Point eventually, but he's been deferred, so he's staying in town for, you know, Aaron and I are seniors, and they're dating, whatever, and he is... (laughs) 
you know, waiting for a year, and then he's going to go to West Point. So eventually he does go to West Point, and they keep dating, and I go to college and manage to have my first kiss and my first boyfriend, and, you know, I'm still talking to Cody, and I'm still like, what's going on? You know, it's going to work out. It's going to work out, you know? Um, and then I'm on my second boyfriend, not like I'm going through boyfriends really quickly. This is a couple of years later, um, <laughs> because... No, people love me. Um, and so I'm dating this boy, and he's a rugby player, and he's 6'7", and he's, like, ruggedly handsome, and he's awesome. And Cody calls on the phone, and he's like, Aaron broke up with me. I found out that she cheated on me. And I was like, whore, I knew it! I knew it! She's a whore, you know? Um, and, but she wasn't at all. Like, she's awesome. So if this, like, goes on the internet or something, Aaron, you're awesome. But anyway, um, so... So, meanwhile, my 6'8 boyfriend is, like, sitting there watching television. I'm in the hallway, like, what happened? Tell me every detail what's going on. I mean, and I, I'm not a brat. Like, I did love my boyfriend, but, like, you know, like, got to keep the options open. So, anyway, you know, things were good. Life was good. Um, you know, I broke up with that boyfriend, and I was dating another boy. But this is over four years of college. I mean, this is three boyfriends in four years. That is not that bad. Um, and so, anyway, then I break up with... No. He broke up with me, I'm not even going to lie, with that third boyfriend. Um, and so Cody calls me one night, and, you know, we're talking, and I'm like, this is right before I graduate from college, and he's like, I just want you to know, like, I, I just always have had such a crush on you, and when your mom called that night, I was so excited. And I was just like, liar, liar, you were so desperate in this moment, and you have no one, you're in the army, and, you, like, you're alone, and so you're going to pretend that you like me, and don't even go there. But of course, I was like, Really? <laughs> So anyway, um, I graduate from college. He graduates from West Point. He invites me to his graduation, but I don't go there because I, I mean, I, how was I going to get there? It was in New York, whatever. Um, so then something amazing happens because, you know, I am a Christian. I do believe in fate. And I'm in Nashville, and he's stationed at Fort Knox, which is like two hours away. And I'm like, this is awesome. Like, I've got this job as a teacher. I'm an adult. I know who I am. I'm no longer this 16-year-old girl, except for P.S. I'm 25, and I'm still that 16-year-old girl waiting for love. Um, and so I was just waiting, and I was so excited. So he would come down like once a month, and on Friday night, he'd take me out to dinner, and then he'd go visit his sister who was there, whatever. That was good, and things were going really well. Um, and then one day, I found out. I got a call from my parents that Cody was going to Iraq, um, which she hadn't told me, and I was devastated, and I went into complete hysterics, not just because I'm a hysterical person, which I, I am, and like 95% hysterics because he was going to Iraq, but 5% hysterics because I knew he didn't have a girlfriend, and I just felt like, when you're going off to war, you need a good woman to be hysterical for you, you know? <laughs> So I made the decision, I'm going to make this book, this Iraq book. And it was like, you know, a plain book. And I started like, I mean, I, I was out of my mind. I was a maniac. I was like finding Bible quotes and like stories from soldiers and like cartoons and like crossword puzzles. And I was like making crossword puzzles about our lives together and all these things, you know. And I mean, I have such love in my heart, you know. So I make this book. And one night, a few days before he's going to leave, he calls. And I'm like feverishly working on the book. Like forget my job, forget my family, my friends. This book is everything, okay. I've been working on the book and... Um, he calls and he says, Allison, I, I need to talk to you. And I was like, okay. And he's like, I'm actually coming down in a couple of days. It's like a couple of days. Like, I thought I had a few more days. I've got this book. I don't know what to do. And he's like, Allison, stop. I've got to talk to you. And I was like, yes. And he's like, you know how I've been coming up to Nashville and like taking you out to dinner once a month? Uh-huh. And he's like, well, I've been dating someone in Nashville for the past four years. And I take you out to dinner and then like we're dating. And I was like does not compute, does not compute. You know what I mean? And I'm making this Iraq book, and I, like, freak out, and I'm just like, whatever. And part of me, and this is bad, I'm like, I hope you get shot in the foot. You know what I mean? Like, not life-threatening, but still. So anyway, long story short, this girl, who, P.S., is not making an Iraq book, okay? 
He goes to Iraq, probably, and I mean, I know that's serious. I'm not, I mean, that is a huge thing. I don't know what happened, but like something snapped in his brain because he forgets about me, proposes to this girl overseas, and now they are married, and they have a baby, and I heard they had another baby, and right before I came, I definitely checked like Babies Are Us and like Target Baby Registry, and I put in their names, and I'm not sure, but I just... I would just like to say this to you, that I was making an Iraq book, and I think that's a pretty big deal, and I don't understand why that did not mean anything to him, and now I haven't talked to him in three years, but I will tell you this, never will I forget, when I see a green truck go by, the first man who rejected me, and a long string of them. Have a good night. That was a stoop story from Allison Brown about the hard lesson she learned from love and rejection. We have more information about the Stoop Storytelling series, including live events coming up and the Stoop Podcast at the On the Record page at WYPR.org. I'm Sheila Cast. Glad you're with us on the record. Hope your weekend is sweet. <laughs>